I can't get with it. I told you this since day one. You're just... They're missing that, like... That thing to bring it all together. Like, I mean, the music's good. The lyrics are cool. Just sounds super corny to me. There was a tweet that said it sounds like if aliens, if you, if you asked aliens to come to Earth and like make music from the 70s, like, and that's not necessarily a bad, that's not necessarily a diss, because those guys are talented, but yeah, it's not it for me. I mean, I have to say I agree. Not wholeheartedly with Vance, but I think you made some good points. The music not bad. It's actually pretty good. Only thing is, it's just like, it's too like vanilla right that's a just great too, word like just plain it's like if you told me that I, I guess another word is safe if you told me that anderson pack and bruno mars are making a funk album like this is what i would pretty much expect it to sound like so i'm not sure if that's good or bad but it just don't have that that grit that that sliminess that just that element that them old funk records had and it's a different era you know they did their own kind of interpretation of it mixing it with some more pop elements but it's just it sounds like commercials to me like it sounds like we're gonna be hearing these songs all christmas like in every black friday commercial the whole nine that's just how it felt to me like just very factory like it was made in a factory oh these are, these are valid takes i think if they would have dropped like immediately after uh, Leave the Door Open and we didn't have to sit with Leave the Door Open and go through a whole award series with Leave the Door Open and hear that shit all year, I think you guys would have a whole different take on this album. But since you guys saw how Leave the Door Open performed and you kind of know exactly what's about to happen with all these other tracks, you're like, uh, like proactively going to get nominated. It. Yeah. It's going to get album of the year. Probably going to win. I might put in my put, I might put money on that. I might if I was a Everybody listening, I might put some money on that because this nigga Bruno does not play. If he's putting music out, he's shaking hands <laughs> with the Grammys. But, um, I mean, good for them. I Like, I know their fans are happy. Like, that's fire. Like, my parents love Bruno Mars. They're probably going to... If Silk Sonic, I mean, they're going to do a tour. My parents are going to go pay as much... Pay as a bajillion, probably. But that's what's his name. I guess that's the power of Bruno Mars. I can't question it anymore. I can't believe you guys are this hard on it. I I guess. I mean, I can see what you're going for, but I only really felt that way about Leave the Door Open. Other than that, I didn't feel like it was super too polished. I actually like the Bootsy Collins narration. I don't really care for, like, random people on the project, but Bootsy Collins fit it. He was, like, a good... You guys said it was missing he that layer. He fit it, but even he, like, he made it more another. authentic to me. So, I like Bootsy Collins. I thought he would, like, tie it together. Like, even that uh, track where he's talking about, like, uh, not being too proud to cry in the rain. Like, that would be a corny-ass song if Boosie Collins didn't set it up. So, that's just kind of how I felt about it. I mean, I don't hate it. It's just... I, I mean, it's neo-funk, but it's very... It's vanilla. It's just like that 
what was that 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 funk record or that that record that Bruno tried to pass off as funk uptown uptown funk uptown <laughs> funk like <laughs> uptown funk like is it funk i guess is it funk like nah don't believe me just watch Ta-da! That's how it got some feels. trumpets. It got some horns in there. It's, it feels like funk, but uh, it's like it's poppy. It's vanilla. It's cool though. I think for what it is, like they achieved their goal. It's a cool thing, yeah. Whatever. I mean, shit. We might as well talk about the breaking news. Drake and Ye. They're together. Talk about it. It's it's a, the beef is squash. Jay Prince is pointing the gun at the camera, this, this and that that should let everybody cold. know. That should let everybody know that the beef is squash. <laughs> because this if the I thing though, man. if if I like imagine Jay Prince like rings your doorbell and you open it and he's just standing there like that, probably be just, like, just freeze. <laughs> Not like. even a real gun, just a finger gun. <laughs> no, yeah, just the finger point. How real was the beef in the first place, bro? What do you think? think was, what do you mean by real? Like. They how were never real was it? Get physically touched. But I think that's not what real. I'm saying. How real was the beef, though? How much? I'm of asking it was you how for... real was it. You said that's not what I'm saying. I'm asking you what are you saying? How, what does real mean? I'm saying this is what I'm saying about real. How much of it was like genuine disagreement, or I mean, they're just petty. Division. They're both petty individuals that are only competing with each other. That's yeah, or only... how much of it was just mostly petty for sake of publicity. Both of them benefit. I don't think it's for publicity. They don't, uh, that's I think it's just they don't too need, egotistical artists. Yeah, they don't need publicity. Drake doesn't need publicity. Just a simple question. That's all I was asking, like, to y'all. Nah, but it is. It? I mean, it's just phony. It's so, they're making such a big deal out of it. But whatever party Drake is having at his house with, like, Dave Chappelle doing stand-up and yay, like, I'm trying to pull up to that. That's the shit that seemed like a vibe. How you get Dave Chappelle doing stand-up at, in your basement? You gotta have a big-ass basement. It don't even look that big. That's the crazy part. Niggas look cramped in there, but I know it's big, so. It was a weird video. It's Dave Chappelle was video. like, this is where Toronto, we're in Toronto where black people ran to finally be free from slavery. And you just hear a white nigga laughing in the background. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> where's the joke? <laughs> like, What are you laughing at right now, bro? I know. <laughs> she was just awkward. <laughs> Yeah, like what part of that? I didn't. There's no. There's no punchline. <laughs> so, so what does this mean? What is? Oh yeah. So the real important part. Yeah. What does it mean? Is that hopefully they, they they're gonna get Larry Hoover free? I truly believe they will, because I feel like we've never seen two niggas with so much power in one sector get together. This would be like Elon Musk and and Bezos collab or like. A, like a Bezos and Zuckerberg, like we've never seen two people in the same space. I think come together for some shit. Cause even they collab back in what, just on music in what was that 2017 for Glow. Um, and I know Drake's written for him since, but even then, since 2017, like they both come a long way from then. Drake's a father now. Kanye's out of debt, so. I don't Concerts, know. I'm excited to December see. 9th, do you guys have any expectations? Crazy expectations? Or is it just going to be like... A, I mean, you know it's Kanye, so it's going to be some extravagant shit. I'm assuming it's going to be Apple Music night? partnered. The uh, concert, the Free Larry Hoover concert. According to Wait, Kanye West. They already Instagram. announced it. Oh, he did yeah. announce it? Yeah. Well, who, who's the concert with? Just Ye? Kanye and Drake. That's what we're talking about. 
<laughs> oh wait, where's the concert gonna be? I don't I don't know. They like I won't go. Well, I where is LA? If it's LA, I'm there. <laughs> if it's LA, I'm there. You hear me? I'm cheese. Wait, wait, John. Wait, I used to have to hit my teeth with a breeze. John put up the in line? the TL now. Cheese. <laughs> I know. Like, why did he? Yeah. Why did he tap into his like whole Drake vault just to get that? I'm trying to that, that line came to his mind. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Nigga about to use for breeze for the concert. Yeah, because I'm cheese. No, oh, that's Wait. crazy. Pulling up to a Drake concert with a bottle. Yeah, of Drake. Breeze, trying to hope that he sees your bottle and get the reference is insane. But no, Drake ain't yeah. Drake ain't yeah. Drake ain't yeah. Pull up at Staples, man. I'm cheese. That should be. I don't even know they, they could do staples. Yeah. These niggas gotta do the Coliseum. Yeah. Fuck the <laughs> These niggas gotta go to the Ram Stadium. Yeah, they gotta be in gotta there. So far for all this shit. <laughs> Let's like, get in there, you hear me? Cause the forum can only fit like twenty one thousand people. Can't nah, do that. Hell no. Drake did staples last time anyway. How many staples fit? Like thirty? Maybe like forty. Yeah. Nah, we needed that bitch in the stadium. Seventy K. But yeah, um, Larry Hoover, I think. I mean, I think they're going to do a decent amount of stuff in addition to just trying to get him free. Hopefully, they collab on some shit, you know. Um, but yeah, B Squash, J Prince is like the hood. Who is he? Like, who? who Nigga like, is the hood equalizer. Like, the equalizer. <laughs> like, who can we even, like, he's just going to go down as like one of those, like, just legends in history, like Genghis Khan. Like, you don't even know really when he existed. Like, this or, like, did. Or, like, the exactly what this he podcast did. podcast is compared Jay Prince to, like, a superhero. <laughs> we <laughs> called this nigga, like, a, we called him Batman in, like, episode 30. Called him a vigilante. Because I'm, I'm just like, yo, he's going to be one of those dudes, like, yo, I didn't know when Genghis Khan really existed. I can't really tell you what he did. I just know, like, his name has a lot of weight, clearly. Like, niggas be talking about Genghis Khan. I feel like it's going to be Jay Prince. That's, it. That's the next nigga one. Be- Nigga be putting a pistol finger, so they be shining a pistol finger lantern in the air, calling Jay Prince. Did you see how Hilarious. much, like, starch was on his jeans? Like, them shits were, like... There was so many fast. funny things about Jay Prince that I chose not to laugh at. Same. No. Same. That's the thing. Jay Prince, you just got so much respect for him, because, bro, he got the... He got, like, the perfectly hedged bush. Like, no curl sponge. Like, that bitch crisp. Like the perfect representation of old head. Like <laughs> he's the perfect old head. Like actually, the shades always on. Fuck the fucking um regular cut. The fucking regular cut um raw denim. The fucking shades. Like nigga, <laughs> it's dark outside. Take these off. But anyway, <laughs> enough on J Prince. Enough on him. Um, let's get on her, man. <laughs> Chance <laughs> going out of Jay Prince slander into an unheard <laughs> is fucking hilarious. He said, "Yeah, let's uh, let's get out of this." Taj, play your artist. Uh, this is, I think she's from Canada. Uh, Ali, uh, stylized with a space between every letter. This is her track, DNA. Tell me what you want from me. You been gone, gonna make it up to me. I've been waiting too long for your love Know you like it better when it's off the cuff I'ma put my weight on it Ride it like a wave on it Brown looking in a heat wave Always make me feel it 
in another realm of things people keep talking about that I refuse to engage with Adele and this concert and there's some engagement did somebody get engaged um yeah but that wasn't the, like the main point that's all I've been seeing it's just I mean it was like it was a con it was a concert like um I mean it wasn't live it was pre-recorded but she had all these celebrities in the crowd and it was a little rollout thing like for her album coming out what this Friday um and it was just it was nice like she sounded great the presentation was great it was at Griffith Observatory like up in the hills like she had Drake in the crowd Melissa McCarthy Lizzo DiCaprio like it was the most industry crowd you could possibly think of in your life but she had all black musicians like it was just great like Adele's really tapped in like really really tapped in so um I just thought it was interesting because it was like a traditional ass rollout just like thing to do and then on top of that it's just like um the grandiose of it like she had more I think they said like she streamed more than like Sunday night football or something like that like more people were tapped into that than like they tapped into the last Sunday night football or Thursday night football or something like that I was like damn and she had Drake in the stands like did you watch were you one of the people who tapped in what at the at the show yeah no I mean not where you at there but did you watch it he had no, his, I tea, his fuzzy socks on, smoking a uh, J. <laughs> gross, <laughs> gross image. <laughs> I was actually out. I didn't even know it was happening, and then, which was which I hated at first. I was like, "How did I not hear about this?" But I almost liked it better that way, because then it kind of just caught everybody by surprise. And then I go on Twitter, everybody else was talking about it. But man, she's got this. <sighs> that album is gonna be great. She's got this one song, "I Drink Wine." Amazing, like chance, like chance, like chance. You think Charlotte Day, like you nah, think Drake has put out some out. good music, some good pain music? Like, yo, this I drink wine. Man, this is a, a real Adele stand, and that's hilarious. Hey. <laughs> like a legit Adele stand. Dog, Adele's been like the greatest. Like, so you know how I've talked about a couple Nigga, of like suburban housewife. No, <laughs> first of all, she's with the goat, Rich Paul. Second of all, I've told you, like, there's that list of white people that have powers in this industry. Like, there's Baird, there's Charlotte Day, but at the top of the list is Adele. She started that. She was the first white woman to really, like, grab me by the neck. Gross. (laughs) You definitely got to rephrase that sentence. (laughs) At age, like, eight, and just sang in my ear. At age eight is even worse. That nigga was in the back seat going crazy. <laughs> On his way to from someone tennis like practice. you. To someone like you. <laughs> I'm telling you, dog. Like rolling in the deep, like son. Nah, Dell's really it. She's the blueprint, the standard. Mom, look, every time they used to go on public, rolling deep used to come on. She used to uh say, "Do your thing. Do your sing it, sing your song." <laughs> so call in advance to all family members. I used to just do the ad libs. <laughs> Could have had it all rolling in the deep. Man, Adele shit, man. Stop playing with her. Yo, that's so nasty, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> I just, just imagine that. You already know, like, he was eight years old. All, like, niggas at eight got that bald ass head. 
Yeah, y'all. Got, <laughs> now you gotta no. do it. No, I'm about Taj, to say I gotta that. fight you now. I gotta <laughs> fight say. Taj. <laughs> he got the mall. Because <laughs> you know, niggas, everybody had the one, and just big ass peanut head, like walking around, like takes up half of my body. <laughs> you know, that'd be like the fifth destination Damn, that's funny. if I had a time machine. That's funny as fuck. Nah, but um, I just wanted to put that out there, like good traditional rollout, and it's just fire. Like she's doing instagram lives and like video zoom fan q a's with like ellen like it's just a bunch of super traditional high budget kind of like rollout that's like working for adele little nas like, x rollout or, or i mean yeah little nas x rollout or adele rollout little nas x recently i think did he actually go on maury or did that did it air yet no he, no, he definitely did a collab with maury though it was posted on the official maury account so but that wasn't real. That was just a sketch. There's no way he was on there. No, no, yeah, it was. It was just a sketch. But I'm saying, like, he really collaborated with Maury. So technically, he was on Maury. Is what I'm saying. So it's just funny. Like, he's just the ultimate troll, bro. That like, Maury was funny. Look, when they had him running out. The when they had him at the end. <laughs> they had him doing no, every traditional no. Maury thing. <laughs> the cuts and everything, like, it was so authentic. Like, literally, like the camera cuts, like everything, the little short clips, the the clickbait. That really is, I guess, that was why really the first so form of clickbait. Because it really was so thorough. It's like, he didn't say, I'm going to do some bullshit version of it. Like, I'm going to literally reach out to Maury and be like, I need your exact editor <laughs> to edit my video. Like, I'm not playing around. Like, I need nah, nigga, exact. not None of that. Like, put me on the show, nigga. Like, <laughs> I'm on next Tuesday. <laughs> I'm on uh, next Tuesday at 10.30. Maury. Shout out to Maury, man. Shout out to all the... Jerry Springer, I'm not shouting out cheaters, Maury. Maury Steve shows Wilkos. black trauma. Unless there's like numbers that says he shows like a number representative of the populace. Judge Mathis. That was a stay at home, the stay at home lineup. Was Judge Mathis young, the one young, young that was thought Anthony 12. Anderson was in the uh, crowd? Have y'all seen that? When, no. when the Joe, I think that was Judge Mathis. He thought Anthony, or it might have been Judge Joe Brown. One of them thought that uh, Anthony Joe Anderson Brown. was in the crowd. And he this man had knockoff, knockoff TV. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> hey, it was local as shit. Judge Joe Brown. Listen. And I think this had to be Judge Matheson. Thought Anthony oh, Anderson was Joe in the Brown crowd. is the Medea character, bro. I don't think there's a Judge Joe Brown. No, he was. Well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you it existed. At least in Baltimore. Anyway. He told Anthony Anderson, or he told everybody in the crowd to give it up for Anthony Anderson. And everybody starts clapping. And this dude is just looking at Judge, at Judge Mathis. And he's like, oh, you're not Anthony Anderson? And the dude's like, no. Why, why does Judge Mathis have the mic at this event? <sighs> he said what? Why does Judge Mathis have the mic at this event for everybody to hear? What, at the, at the, at his, on his show? So he thought Anthony Edwards was in the fucking courtroom? Not Edwards, Anthony Anderson. <laughs> Anthony but, Anderson? He thought Anthony yeah, Anderson yeah, was in the courtroom? Yeah, he thought he was sitting in on an episode of Judge Mathis and yes. like made the whole crowd clap for him. He was like, man, this brother is doing great things for the community. He was like, he's doing this show Blackest, which has gotten Emmy nominated. Like, he was like, give it up for Anthony Anderson. Now, while we on this tangent, so was them real cases like Judge Mathis and shit? Huh? Were those real cases? Yeah, definitely. 100%. Civil cases. Nothing criminal, but like civil matters, definitely. Civil court. How you make... 
reality television is just crazy. Anyway. You know how much Judge Judy makes, dog? Like, bread, bread. Hold up. Judge Judy makes $47 million a year. Jesus. Once I saw how much she made per episode, I was like, yeah, I'm in the wrong everything. That's what I be thinking. I'm like, why am I doing anything? I should just be trying to influence people. Like, that's all <laughs> that's you need all to know how to do, do in this world. That's all they do. They influence people to watch them, and then they influence people to join their teams to help them. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> let's really back in. What were we on? Um, we were we were after we were post Adele. We're talking we about rollouts, Lil Nas X, and now I guess we can talk about uh, Gunna Drip Season Four. This Two is a quiet. I, I think it's a quiet, good rollout. There's been a good amount of like leaks, quote unquote leaks floating out there. He had that picture with Chloe. All right, fuck. no, I love right, that. Fuck, I didn't even want to mention Chloe. Now we got to talk about Chloe's corny. Oh, uh, if, we if we're on rollouts, if we're on rollouts, if we're on rollouts, man, they said, man, which video are we starting with? Are we starting with the one the with the rapping? We got to start. Or we got to the lollipop. <laughs> no, I'm we got to go in I'm real sick. chronological order. I'm sick. I did see that. I didn't. I didn't. They I said didn't milf, react to it. They said milfs in your area, point one mile away. This is how they talk to you on all the advertisements when you're trying to watch one, two, three movies. <laughs> the amount of disappointment that went through my body when I saw that video, like I don't think I've ever been that disappointed in another person. I was just like, "Fuck, bro!" Like y'all really just letting this happen? Like, who did this? Who signed off on this? Why did she actually do this? Like. I was just I cringing know. watching it the whole time. Like I felt like I didn't want to watch it. Like I, I literally just like scroll past it. I don't even think I finished the whole video. Like I just saw what she was doing and I just felt guilty. I'm like, I'm scrolling past this shit. I had to watch. Cause I was like, no way. I was like, okay, she's looking at lollipop. This has to be like some type of. And joke. then she really says a whole line, a whole it, script. It's like, <laughs> she's yo. That shit. It, that shit is terrible. And what's so terrible about it is that Hallie. It's just like completely chilling. Like she's about to be the Little Mermaid. Like her brand is completely different. And then they're just forcing Chloe over here to like suck on the lollipops and like. That's what it feel like. It just feel like it was so fast. Like she didn't even give it. You know, like you see the artists do the transition. The Selena Gomez, they go from Disney pop to the, you know, to the sexy thing. JB did it. Wait, <laughs> 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 No, nigga said it's a 50 year old. Girl said the sexy thing. (laughs) 50 year old entertainment executive. You know, we have to change her from the Disney pop to the sexy thing. (laughs) Wait, Uh, forgive me. That was was cringy. Um, You know what I mean? Like, the grown and sexy, whatever word you want to use, they try to do the, you know. No, you're right. It's a transition. Ariana Grande, all of them. But it was just, it was so rapid because you kind of got it on. Ungodly hour a little bit, but it was still very, you know. Nah, I think it wasn't rapid. I think they fumbled it though. They were doing very well. Like Ungodly Hour, they like dipped the toe in the water. And then she was posting like the cat like the like pictures of herself that felt natural. And then, like all the conversation was starting to rise. Like you had people saying like she's showing too much of her body, but it all felt like natural. It didn't feel like she was like forcing yeah. anything. And then she dropped that single. I, mean, I don't even remember. Have mercy or whatever. Mercy. Yeah, she dropped that single. It didn't. I guess it didn't connect. Nobody talks about it. Nobody mentions it. And now they're just like completely dove in. Like just that's what deep. I mean. Exactly. And just drowning. Exactly. Exactly. 
that that was my point. It just feels so forced. Like it's like, hmm. Did a song? Was it was it even a song with it or nothing? It was just like she dropped a snippet like two days later, and the snippet got killed almost as much as the was video. Terrible. Oh yeah, the snippet was. I did see the snippet. Somebody said like. <laughs> Why are they trying to force you to whisper? Like you can actually sing. You know, so I'm like, saying, when did she become a facts. rapper? Why is she leaning into this like rap bag almost? I mean, it is. But we talked about this earlier. Like the industry yeah. just trying to put all like the young hip woman artist period in like the same kind of bag. Like, and I mean. It's like a, it's just a business model. Come on, industry vents. You know what I mean? Like, the industry gonna, you it's know, the label so gonna try to do what they think is gonna work. How are they? It's like, how do you group Meg and Chloe Bailey in the same category of like marketing and branding? That is nasty work. But prayers up for Chloe, man. Prayers I don't even up. think it's Meg. They try. She like in a Ruby Rose bag right now. Damn. That's the bag they're trying to put her in. Like, and it's like, no. Taja's disappointment. <laughs> like, I saying that, my heart just dropped. Like, fuck, why? Because I bought so much Chloe stock after um that last pro- that last Chloe Exhaley Halley project. Because I, like, saw what direction it was going in. And now to see that it is kind of going in that direction, but in a terrible way. In, like, the worst way possible. And I'm just sitting here with this, like, sinking stock. I don't think the ship has crashed. Like, I don't think she's done a lot of damage or nothing, but she's definitely been off the mark on the last couple. Just roll out, whatever. She's been off the mark. Yeah. All right. So, can, let's, you know what? Let's just, let's give some grades. What grade would you, I mean, did, you, any, did any of you see any part of Adele's rollout? Yes, I saw the live. I saw mention of I didn't actually see the performance. I saw her appearing at Lakers games with Rich this Paul. This is all rollout exactly. What would you give Adele's rollout on a grading scale? I would say it's a you effortless effortless A. It was an effortless A minus. It was like, it was your technique perfect. I can like I'm this big. This is how you do it. Rollout. Perfect A. The blueprint yeah, very blueprint. Superstar blueprint. Now. What are we giving Chloe Bailey's rollout? I give it a, you know that uh, meme where it's like it starts with a horse. Like the horse starts really detailed <laughs> and then just like dies at the end. I give it that. I say it's like a D plus. Like it started really strong. It had a really strong thesis. Like, I really saw what they were going for. But all the supporting paragraphs just are terrible. With a lot Chance. of plagiarism. Um, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. It's the label. But... Yeah, it's been off, it's been off the mark. I just... The last single didn't really have no impact. Like, I ain't see really nobody talk about it. I feel like people moved on very quickly. The last one, I seen a lot of criticism. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Taj, like, she was just, her stock was really up there. Like, it was ready to go. 
And I don't think it's tanked or nothing, but it's on a downward trend, if that makes sense. The thing in music that's so like funny is that like an artist will be at one position and you'll just think like there's so many places for them to go from here. And then like seven, eight months later, we're like here with Chloe and we're like, where do you even go from here? Like, exactly. If you jump right back into the singing, that's going to be weird. If you drop that rap song, that's going to be horrible. Um, it's just a really bad place to be in. I think we've talked about that with Uzi before, just being in a weird spot musically. But yeah, man, it's tragic. That's one of the tr- most tragic stories in music this year, <laughs> the downfall of Chloe Bailey's brand, like. I mean, it's not the downfall. I hope. Is like, this just our reaction, or do you think the numbers? The, no, we're, we're we are the reflecting. Yeah, is reflective of how we feel. I don't think we're hating, because Hallie looks good. Hallie's brand chilling, but Chloe need to get somebody on that immediately. All right, damn. I feel like it's a somber place to stop. <laughs> Uh, you want to re- rebound in on a in this part on a high note with Gunners, uh, Drip Season Four, set to come out. Yeah, in two um, weeks. Two weeks is it cap? Who knows? But expectations. I mean, based off the last project. Um, honestly, I think that's gonna one of Gunners most beloved projects, and it has it has grown on me. Um, so Wait, this is I have high expectations. Four? Yeah, I have high expectations. I have high expectations too. Both of the last two drip seasons, I loved a lot. Drip season three was the one that made me like, I think made everybody go crazy over Gunna. Drip season two was just like a perfect, like perfect street before big mixtape. Perfect. I'm I'm a big Gunna fan. I remember like last year we were having that Gunna versus Lil Baby debate. I think the debate can still be had, even though Lil Baby had probably one of the best years possible for a rapper Bro, last year. Still be had the debate. It's no. <laughs> could you continue to take? I was saying, I think it, a debate can still be had despite uh, Lil Baby's critical success last year. That's how good I think Gunna still had of a year Gunna had. Gunna hasn't missed, so I'm excited. Like you said, he doesn't miss. I personally think there's never been a debate between him and Baby. Um, I feel like Gunna's been miles ahead. Um, the consistency, the exploration within his music, the emotion. I mean, did you hear him on that Thug album? I did. He was one of the highlights. I mean, that song with uh, the dude from Fun... Oh my gosh, it's like Gunna. <laughs> they said he sounded like Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I just think Gunna is, uh, he's one of those unicorns in rap that's like, oh, like you kind of popped up out of nowhere and like you don't really miss at all. So I feel like my expectations are just non existent with Gunna. It's like, it's going to hit regardless. It's going to. Yeah. All that. Gonna talk. Chance, do you want to go? Yeah, I'll play some 
I'll play some out this Miley. Say Taj, play um <laughs> Why you laughing? Say play uh play streets by Smiley. Remember the time cause I eat, I was running the streets, now I'm Carol Streets, my guys they stuck in the streets, they all got raided this month, the cops they on us, huh? Don't go back to the streets, I don't attract to fiends, I can't have my kids in the streets, I can't have my dogs in the streets, nah, nah, look at the pain in my eyes, I can't just think about I, I gotta think about fam, look how far that I am, I can't do it myself, it's me and my guys in the house, now I'm a stew in my house, I stay in Beverly Hills, look at my house in the hills, look how far that I came, I don't even care about the chain, I'm wearing a shirt in this plane, things can't do the same, I broke her heart on the plane, tired of feeling this pain. Yeah, I woke up a nine pack, look what I gained. I want him to try, but he wanna stand. Look at the Glock, look at his age. She can't work, minimum wage. Please don't call me when I'm on stage. I live in the hills, I didn't even make it. Watch how I make it, watch how I take it. When I go, knife gon' stop. Play for Glizzy, so a Bob. Man, shout out Smiley. Let's get into the uh. The Smiley Project a little bit, gotta shout him out. Buy or buy two. Um, I don't think anybody likes 14, Smiley except for this track. Nobody does. Nobody does outside of me. Well, nobody me. what? Oh yeah, I guess outside of the podcast. But you know what I meant. Nobody. He's not fucking with Smiley yet. Anyway, let's talk about him then. Buy or buy two. This is my description of Smiley. Smiley is just. How do I explain? He just. He just got charisma. That's the word I would like to use. He got charisma. He's funny. He's memorable, which is probably his his, his most attractive trait. He not he's not the greatest lyricist, but he's funny. He his flows are the way he pronounces shit. Just the way he talks is funny. His flows is is a little different. He does a does a lot of different things, but he just sassy, like charismatic, and he just be riding over them trap beats. It's just a vibe. Like Sassy put that is bitch crazy. on in a put that bitch on in a whip, and he just be talking his shit. Like I forgot off one line he said. He said like she want to party with Drake or something like that. Like I'm just like yeah. He just I don't know why he be talking like that, but <laughs> you just gotta listen to him to, to get what I'm talking about. It's hard to really describe. Just go turn on the smiley. Like put it on in the whip you if you got hear, one. Like hints of Drake in in his music. I think that's what I fuck with. Like. Just the sass, huh? Like he a little sass. Not the sass. It's not the sass. It's just like the way. It's just the way he raps. Like you can see why Drake like keeps this nigga in his circle because he just gets something from him. Like he's just. A, I think he's just actually a Toronto. Like that's just how like t- those Toronto dudes talk. So I think Drake just really almost like wants to be that and like keep smiling around as like his liaison into Toronto, Toronto. I mean, bye bye too, man. Fifteen songs. It 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 goes faster than it. It goes faster than it is long, which I think is a good thing. Um, just some shit to you know vibe to in the background. Put it on in the whip, like I said. Put it on while you playing two K. It's just some, some some goofy shit. I fuck with it. Tosh, sure guy. Yeah, bought Smiley when he was a penny stock. Now he's at like a dollar. So. I don't know. This isn't my. I, I like every other Smiley project more than this one, but I, I would if you were new to Smiley, I would say listen to YYZ to LAX. That was the one that made me like really fall for Smiley. I do agree with Chance's sass. I think the best comparison is like the uh the sassy black woman trope in like TV shows. Like 
Like you, the character is never going to be expanded. They're going to have like a catchphrase or like one sassy moment, like Drake and Josh. Like that's not my job. Like that's what <laughs> that's what Smiley is. He's like that woman, but in rap, it's like he's never going to really like do hey, something too different. A whole, a whole television trope. <laughs> he is. He's basically a trope, but it's he's like a it's a it's like a needed scratch. Like you sometimes just need that itch, and no other rapper can fulfill that itch of like. It's what a voice. Smiley does, <laughs> and but a lot of people. I've tried to put people on Smiley for like a year and a half now, and a lot of people hate him. So I wouldn't be surprised if you go to listen to this project and you hate him. Like I've had people literally come up to me and like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like, like they genuinely hate this man. So I'm done trying to put more people on. If you like him, you like him. If you don't, you don't. This this is what I would say about that, bro. Just like I would say to to really. I'm, I don't know if this sounds biased, but to really, like, fuck with it, I would say just go get you some cookies, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go get you some cookies. I mean, the weed and, and the actual cookies, like, you know what I'm saying? Smoke a little bit of that. Get you some cookies, like, put on your favorite game. Just vibe out, like, and just laugh, like, and just... It is funny. You got to put it on the speaker, though, like... It's genuinely funny to listen to, like, you have that's to. That's what I'm saying. You have to. It's like Blueface, like, in a weird way... No. I would say he's I'm better not, than Blueface. Yeah, 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 no disrespect. But this is my like, this yeah. is my logic with Blueface. It's just like Blueface appeal is just that he's funny. Like he just kind of outlandish. That's kind of how Smiley feel. It's just some different shit. Like he's not trying to. It feel like when now when everybody trying to just get into the same box, the same lane. He just doing some like just funny, goofy, different shit. And that's his appeal. He's like, not no, just okay. the fact that that's he's not. Different. He's not, not trying, trying to be funny. To he's chances, not trying to be funny at all. His flow I'm saying is even his funny. lyrics though, like his flow is slightly. You could funny. vibe with him. You not, you could vibe with him. I'm not saying he bad, but just like his his demeanor is just a vibe. I don't know how to explain him it. Silly and goofy. <laughs> he said he's a funny, silly, goofy guy. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. He's not this that's funny. So disrespectful. <laughs> he said he a goofy gooper. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's also talk about. I think this is important, man. Uh, I guess it's the the King Vamp tour, the formerly known as the Narcissist, Narcissist. tour. Rico Nasty, I guess, has been opening up for him. Um, and she's been getting a lot of hate. Um, most notably, uh, they had an incident in Portland. I think it was a couple or maybe a week ago. Um. Where a fan threw a bottle at her on stage, and like she had to basically hop into the crowd and like, I don't think she really got in a fight, but I think she was really looking for that action on some shit. So, um, she just she just talked about it on Twitter, talking about like how the crowd was. Um, she said, "Quote anti-black ass crowd, yeah, there we weak go. boys with blonde pubes, ugh, get me out of here." No, not uh, it's uh, get me out of here. <laughs> anyway, what do you um, think needs to be done, Chance? What needs to be done? I'm just upset, man. I'm just upset because no solutions, all problems. It is valid. I, I've always called for gatekeeping, and I feel like we so far gone now. It's like climate change. Like that's how I feel. Like I'm a climate change advocate, and I've been just advocating for gatekeeping and just all this shit. And it's just like niggas have just been saying no. You're Al Gore for the sake of capitalism. Basically, he's and been now pushing it since we are day at one. a point to where like the culture just it should have just been destroyed. 
in front of our very eyes and it's irreversible. Okay. And like, I, I, don't, I, don't, just, I don't think this is true. This is a very minor yeah, subculture <laughs> that has been taken over by white. It's like the mosh, I want to rage. That crowd has been taken over, and that's of not even I'm that big of a crowd. Of course, I'm exaggerating, but it's something to be said about it, man. Um, it's just nasty. I think it would be solved very easily just with, I think, Zach Fox. And then I think Zach Fox said it first, and then a bunch of other people came out and said, like Zach Fox said, it's kind of whack how um, the male acts on the tour haven't come out and said, like, just stop. Like, it's that simple. If I think Ken Carson is the first opener, and then Playboy Cardi is the headline. If either one of them just set up Rico in any way and was like, I'm not going to perform if you guys treat Rico like this, then the niggas would stop. I think it's that's the only thing that really has to be done. Literally, like, has Cardi even said anything? Not No, he's going to tweet. He's going to tweet Vamp with, like, a, <laughs> he's going to tweet, like, Rico, Vamp, dot, dot, like, plus sign. <laughs> so lame. Yeah. That's another problem, just the lack of... I literally only seen, like... I think it was JT. She's, like, the only person who, like, said something. And Zach Fox. And Zach Fox. So, it's just, like... Damn. It's just just fucked up. But she also had an incident in LA. She was getting booed because the artist wanted Cardi. So... I don't to know. be fair, Cardi was three hours late, so I feel them. But at the same time, it's Playboy Cardi. What are you expecting? I went to the Playboy Cardi show purposely like two hours late, and when I got there, he just can't. He was just about to come on, so I timed it perfectly. You have to know for a rap show that the nigga's gonna show up late. Similar thing happened with Uzi at Day in Vegas. Uzi showed up, I think, thirty minutes late. Came on, did twenty minutes. It was a lit twenty minutes. Kind of weird shit happened during. Then he got cut off. Ended up throwing his mic like 50 rolls down into the audience. Marching off stage. But yeah, I expected some show controversial it. shit. Yeah, it was con- at the time I was just like, what? But then later, more context was added. So Uzi was like, um, I'm a rager. You know my show. I'm not stopping. I don't do pauses. Uh, Something like that. If you don't like it, you can leave. I was like. Uh, okay, I'm assuming he's saying this because he has to speed up his set. But then later, it like, came out that niggas were like passing out and getting carried out at that time. And I guess the people that were running the show were asking him to stop. And he was like, no, blah, 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 you can leave. So that was crazy. He was the only one who was kind of the anti- Uzi's like, out of pocket. Uzi's yeah. low-key a dickhead. A lot of people were like on the wave of like being extra cautious with the crowd, of like stopping the show. As soon as something happened, even like the Snow Allegra, like it. nobody raging to you, Snow. Like nobody's passing out in the crowd. Like I fuck with you, but even she was stopping it. It was definitely you Who? could tell at the festival. It was just on everybody's mind. No Who? Snow. Snow people were passing out. Was SZA. stopping yeah. people for the crowd. She was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like not Snow Allegra. <laughs> I swear, I'm like, uh, I guess I'll maybe wait. people are going crazy. I but. want you around. Hold on, let's stop the show. Are my ragers in the back? Are we okay? <laughs> nah. I mean, you could definitely tell it was on the forefront of everybody's mind, like all during the concert. It's corny. Every Everybody's trying to get there. clout off of Travis. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Not but, even clout. You know how it be. No, it's but, clout. It's something. It's that thing. It's not exactly clout, but it's like, it's, it's, it's close I know what cousin. you're talking about. And then um, PR, I for guess. Uzi to get up there and say that shit, it was kind of like, wow. It was like a little reckless. It's like anti PR. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, just doing, being different for the sake of being different type shit. Speaking of being different, we got Bryson Tiller. Everybody's dropping these classic R&B projects. Jeez, no, no, <laughs> Bryson Tiller no. says, I'm dropping a different Christmas, November 19th. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been inspired by Justin Bieber and Mariah Carey to drop a Christmas album. He said if that? I see one more album cover with this nigga looking to the side, I'm going to lose it, son. Bro be hitting the Instagram posts for the album covers. I ain't gonna lie, this shit is... <laughs> I told Tyrus, man, I'm like, yo, this shit look mad corny. Like, I get the bag, and I have no room to speak. I'm not Bryson Tiller, but it's just funny as fuck. Like, then they got, like, a white puffer coat. He on, like, a red bow tie. That's the thing. If I was a singer, like, I think all singers should tap into the Christmas bag at some point in their career. But Bryson Tiller is no, not a good very... look. It's not a good look. It's Bri- not a good look. Yeah, it's one of those things that you shouldn't, like, shout about doing. It's like... I, right. Damn, I never knew they had a Christmas album. It's like that. Like, Bryson mm. Tiller's doing this at a pivotal point in his career. Yeah, that's like, not good. <laughs> it's like, why is this the follow-up to your, like, Lucy, like, kind of bridge project that came out after, what, four-year hiatus, like, or two-year hiatus, three-year hiatus, whatever it was. Like, why is this your follow-up? Like, where's the real album? It's like, bad. This is perfect that's, I just want you to know this is a sign that he is very lost right now musically. That was my initial text when I showed when I DM'd you guys the thing. I was like, "Damn, this nigga is terrified to drop an album." Yeah, like, <laughs> he's like very. It's kind of sad as a Bryson Tiller fan to see how much that second project and like the reception around it has completely shook his confidence. And I thought it would have like came back after the anniversary. It was kind of most people cool with it. It was like a cool way to get yourself like replanted. But I guess he doesn't have his confidence back still. What was my main critique? I was like, this music sounds good, but it sounds like more of the same. Which is not a bad thing. I'm like, we're gonna we gonna let you we're gonna give you this pass cause it's like, you know, we ain't seen you in a while. Like, just remind us who you are. Like, kinda like the weekend, what was that little EP he had? Um I'm talking about. Uh, we'll call out my M. name. Something. You know the name. Oh uh, yes, something with an M. I forgot it. Melon. You know what I'm talking about. My dear dark. My, my dear my Melon. dear Melancholy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was kind of like that, but now the Christmas album is like, hmm, I'm getting suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, let me get this bag before <laughs> before. It's yeah, no, nah, that's. I yeah. literally said it's the college phone. Like he just had the daughter. I'm like, I guess like, I won't be probably tuning in. Like I'm not really a Christmas album guy, but I guess it's just to you know. Get the college. So are Christmas albums like? Do you do only Christmas songs, or do you do like Christmas versions of your songs? Because I don't really want to hear that from Bryson Tiller. I think he's about to do all new songs, but in a Christmas style, like like Christmas songs, nigga, like oh, cocoa and like footy pajamas and snow. Like that's what this album gonna feel like. Like just go look at the cover, bro. It tells you everything you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Like, think about Let It Snow. That's all I could think about. Like, this nigga really about to be that for, like, 12 so I'm, I'm so confused. Like, when I think of Christmas, I, was, I think of, like, real vocalists, at least. Like, Bryson Tiller. No, that's what I'm that's saying. Not, I don't want to hear that. Like, <laughs> he be trying to, like, serenade, like, women on a trap beat. I'm exactly. Like, that's not what Michael Buble does. Like, they're in two different lanes. I don't want to hear an R&B album from, like, the nigga that was trying to take my girl on trap so all I can think about is uh this Christmas. Like this feel like <laughs> this feel like they remade this Christmas. Like And this Christmas like Chris was Brown only Brown crazy because like Chris Brown's like the greatest nigga ever. 
like abuse like aside and that was in his prime like that was his max like that was his max that's what i'm saying like tiller's not even coming close to hitting that like if that was if chris brown hit like a 42 vertical like tiller hitting like 30 max max it's gonna be bad but i don't know um i don't think i don't know if it'll be bad I'm not hating it. What just, label is he on? I hope I didn't diss any label. It friends. is funny. It's funny. It's funny. Um. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of more music, Brent Fias, Wasteland, December third. Um. I'm not sure if this is a single. He did say that he was working on a project. I hope I was wishing it was a project, but I'm guessing it's a single. Um. What was the last one called again? This is my favorite artist. Fuck the world. Fuck the world. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I need new Brent. Can't relate. That's crazy because you've gotten new Brent. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I've gotten like... At least six songs. Two rounds of leaks. Yeah, Brent has been here. (laughs) He hasn't been going. For you to say I'm saying album. I'm saying album. I'm an album guy. That's what I mean. And this feels like the beginning of a rollout. So that means album coming soon. It's been it's gonna be two years in February. So it's 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 time. Damn. There's no drums, I'm fighting somebody. (laughs) Go for it. Alright, I think that's I think that's everything we had on the docket. Any any other news you guys wanna add in before last words? I think that's a wrap, man. Um Six weeks left in 2021, man. Shit is fucking nuts. I'm not about getting no motivational speech. It's just like, goddamn. I was just talking about the Brent Project. Like, how is that about to come up on two years, bro? Like, this shit is going by like lightning, lightning quick. But thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for the support on last week's episode. Keep it up. Appreciate the love. Unheard forever. That's my last word. <laughs> All right, Vance is taking us out with his unheard artist. In three, two, one. I'm going to play Don't Regret by Diamond Cafe featuring Chuck English. Podcast over, dog.